Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. I live, work, and I love beer here in D.C., During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer and continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, and I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a different guest from different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, bartenders, educators, to help us explore this fascinating and dynamic world. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So this morning we have a special treat. Uh, Julie Verratti is in studio. Uh, She founded Denizen's Brewing Company four years ago with her wife, Emily Bruno, and brother-in-law, Jeff Ramirez. Um, This small brewery is is growing pretty rapidly uh, over the past couple of years, and I believe... Uh, opening up another location yep. uh, in 2020 in Hyattsville. Well, it's actually, hopefully, if it's 2020, we'll be bankrupt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, hope I, we're aiming to get our doors open. Uh, you know, the most ideal, assuming everything goes perfect, which mm-hmm. it's not going to. Uh, no, no, because it's an opening. <laughs> right. That would be like December, this, this coming December, but it's probably going to be wow. more like uh, January, February is okay. my guess. Hopefully. Now, so Denizens, and for those of you who don't know, it's in Silver Spring. It's super easy to get to and definitely worth the trip um, if you don't live nearby. Uh, you have a massive space. You're dog-friendly. You're mm-hmm. kid-friendly. All the, all the things a beer garden should be. <laughs> We'd like to think so. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's things we can improve, but we try to make it a comfortable environment for everybody. And something that I really appreciate about Denizens is that you usually have a, a really nice range of beers that you're producing. Yep. Um, is there anything kind of coming out uh, now or, or soon that you're really excited about? Any particular style? Um, it's, it's not going to sound very um, different for most people because uh, it's an IPA that we just released. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't actually make a huge amount of IPAs. You don't. We, so that is interesting for um, you. So we just released a new IPA that we're going to be making, I think, continuously. Um, not It's not going to be available all the time, but mm-hmm. pretty often. Uh, it's called Animal IPA. Um, and it's it's really delicious. And uh, we called it Animal as sort of a hat tip to uh, Jim Henson. Um, because <laughs> our new location is going to be in Prince George's County, which is where he lived. Um, and so we wanted to, you know, give a hat tip to him. And nice. we try to think about uh, local, you know, local things that uh, sort of inspire us and in beers that we're making and beers that we're naming. And mm-hmm. uh, that this new one was just released, I think, like two weeks ago. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that one. Very cool. And the space that's going to be opening, is it going to be similar to your location in Silver Spring? Or are there going to be some differences? There's definitely going to be some differences. Uh, so those of you who are familiar and those of you who are not, um, Denizens is, uh, right now where we're located, is a 7,500 square foot building mm-hmm. interior, for an interior. Um, and then there's like a 4,000 square foot beer garden outside. Uh, and so 
<clears throat> the production space within that building really only takes up about maybe 1,500 square feet. It's not a huge amount of capacity that we have. You know, we have uh, five conical fermenters. We have two open fermenters, uh, just a couple of bright tanks. Uh, we only have a 15-barrel brew house, uh, and we there's not enough space to add more tanks. Uh, so one of the issues we've faced, um, and I think you've probably, I think you had Ben Hunter on here talking about I did, yeah. <clears throat> uh, capacity issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we just there's just not a, we we don't have the ability to make as much beer as we would like to. Um, where there's you know where there's a lot of unmet demand um, that we're not able to keep up with. So we've been looking at ways that we can increase our capacity. And so this new location, uh, the building is about 12,000 square feet, um, and about 9,000 of that square feet is going to be dedicated to production. Wow. And so the tap room, um, we're going to have a full restaurant, just like we have in the one in Silver Spring. Silver Spring, we have a full restaurant. Most of the building is dedicated to the tap room and restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we're at max capacity, we can have like 600 people there at a time. Um, so it's pretty large space. The one in Prince George's County is going to be much smaller, um, probably just a couple hundred people that can be there at once. Um, and so, you know, it's really going to be focused on making more beer and doing it more efficiently. Uh, it's going to cost, you know, our cost of goods sold are going to go down, uh, which I'm personally very excited about. For sure. Um, and we'll have a lot more product to be able to sell. You know, right now we're in a position where, um, you know, we sort of like allocation issues. You know, we want to keep our customers happy from a wholesale perspective. Um, but a lot of times, uh, we can be a little frustrating to deal with, you know, as a vendor, because we don't always consistently have product available and, uh, we try as much as we can to keep it available, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a difficult dance that we play all the time and, uh, that gets old after a while. And so we're trying to fix that, fix that issue with, uh, with expanding and being able to make more beer. Nice. Well, for those of you just tuning in, um, I'm sitting down with Julia Verratti. She is the uh, founder, co-founder of Denison's Brewing Company in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, so something exciting that I saw uh, was that you were named the running mate for Alacross, the gubernatorial mm-hmm. candidate yep. for Maryland. Yeah, I, was, uh, I ran for lieutenant governor um, yeah. as a Democrat. Uh, we lost the primary on mm-hmm. June 26th, uh, but it was a really fun and exciting experience. And, you know, I think bringing the perspective um, of being a small business owner mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, someone who owns a manufacturing company and, a, you know, a hospitality company and a, a wholesale company, you know, all these different perspectives uh, was, uh, I think, a, a really, really important message to bring to the Democratic primary, um, to be able to talk about small business issues and what it's like to be an owner operator and, what are different policies could be that can be put in place to help small business grow, um, and then also making sure that we're protecting workers at the same time? Um, there needs to be, I think, both sides of that conversation um, at the table, and it was a really, really fun experience traveling the state of Maryland. And you know, I got to spend a lot of time, um, you know, visiting breweries around the state, um, mm-hmm. places that I hadn't had a chance to visit before, um, and you know, talk to customers about the campaign, but also just be able to try some really awesome beer around Maryland. What was uh, was a highlight? What was one of your favorites? Um, well, I was able to actually visit RAR quite a few times, mm-hmm. which is great. I really like those guys a lot, and their beer is fantastic. Um, I was able to go to Burley Oak, um, which was really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I got up at like you know five thirty in the morning one day and drove down to a, one of their beer releases uh, mm-hmm. down in Berlin, Maryland. Um, definitely worth the trip. Their beer is fantastic. It's just like a really cool and bucolic atmosphere. I love that part of Maryland. Um, yeah, so those are two examples. 
And are you are you from Maryland? I am. I was actually born and raised in Silver Spring. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. My mom's my mother still lives in the house I grew up in, uh, which is in the Colesville area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my dad and my stepmom live in Bethesda. Uh, and my sister lives in Silver Spring, and then obviously Emily and I live in Silver Spring now. Nice. Yeah. So, politics was never something that you sought out actively, correct? Um, I'd never sought out being a candidate. Exactly. Um, like I've always ever... been very politically active, mm-hmm. politically engaged, and my first career out of college was actually in politics. Okay. Um, so it's not something I was unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. It was just you know I'd never been the actual candidate before, um, but it, it was a really it was a neat experience. I mean. It's, uh, you know, when you're running for office, you get to meet and talk to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, one of the things that, I don't know if it surprised me, but I appreciated is how engaged a lot of people are in the electoral process, even including the primary. Yes. Um, and so I, I really appreciated that and having really good conversations with folks and meeting a lot of really interesting people along the way. So when you were first approached and you were asked, you know, mm-hmm. what were... What did that kind of feel like considering, considering to be a, a candidate that had to be, and plus you've got so much going on with your business and your sure. brewery. No, I mean, I, I almost said no immediately. Okay. Um, you know, I was, I was literally like in the car driving to Denizens in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like 9 a.m. And uh, I had had a relationship with Alec because I had met him on the campaign trail a few months prior to that. Um, Maybe I think maybe like six months prior to that, and I was a huge fan of him, and I was supporting him in the primary already. You know, I held a meet and greet for him, and um, you know, emailed my friends about him and all that. And uh, he and I had been having a lot of conversations just about business policy and you know politics and all of those things. And uh, I did not know that he was considering. I was on his short list of someone to ask. Um, and so when he called me and asked, he said, "You know, uh, what would you say?" If I hypothetically maybe asked you to be my running mate, lieutenant governor, mm-hmm. and I, and I immediately, I mean, I put the phone on mute and was like, "What the hell is this actually happening?" <laughs> um, and I, you know, took it off mute and I was like, "Well, I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, I'm really, you know, we're working on this expansion. I've got a lot of other stuff going on with the business. Yeah. I have to obviously talk to Emily about it, but then obviously talk to Jeff as well as our, you know, my third business partner because um, it's a huge life decision. It yeah. affects your family life it affects your work life um at the end of the day you know, I had conversations with them and my you know my other family members and friends and uh decided to go for it I mean why not yeah. it's not every day you get asked to run for lieutenant governor right no <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and I, I'm glad I did it I, I really am glad I did it mm-hmm. um I have no idea if I'd ever run again um I might I have no idea um yeah. I don't know what the future holds but um it was a cool experience and I'm glad I did it it was a lot of fun nice Uh, So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Beer Me, full-service radio. Welcome back to Beer Me, recording live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., on full-service radio. Today I'm sitting down with Julie Varadi. She is the co-owner and founder of Denizens Brewing Company in Silver Spring, Maryland. We were just talking about uh, her... Uh, Lieutenant Governor race uh, that just recently ended, but all in all, a really good experience for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as far as uh, getting back to the brewery itself and kind of your involvement in a lot of different things, um, you're very involved in the Brewers Association. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit to that? Sure. So, um, 
you know, my role with the company is uh, I'm the director of business development. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, that kind of, you know, it's a small business, so I also do a lot of other things. But, yeah. um, you know, when we first started, uh, I was completely in charge of all of the wholesale. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I still oversee wholesale. Uh, I'm just not as much in the day-to-day -day sales. Um, obviously, Ben Hunter does a lot of that, as well as one of our newest employees, Jackson Wilkie, who just joined us about six months ago. Nice. Um, they're both doing a really great job um, representing us out in the field. Um, so I sort of I work with them. Um, I do deliveries every once in a while. If we have a we have a big delivery day, uh, which I actually kind of enjoy. Uh, it sort of breaks up the week a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, but I also. You know, being in business development, I'm constantly looking for ways that we can partner with local organizations, local associations, uh, local businesses, um, you know, whether it's, you know, trying to bring people into the tap room to do events or, you know, public partnerships that we can do around town. Um, and I also am very involved with, uh, you know, association memberships. So uh, the Brewers Association of Maryland, I am on the uh, board of directors for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also on the board of directors for the Brewers Association, which is the national trade organization for small and independent business uh, breweries. Um, I, jo I joined the BA board in just this past February. I started my term. Uh, that that's been a really, really neat experience. Uh, there's some real heavy hitters on the board and being able to be in the room and have conversations with, you know, you know, founders of Left Hand, of Allagash, of Boston Beer Company. And, you know, it's just, it's been an incredible experience. Um, uh, Brooklyn Beer and, uh, New Belgium. And it's just, I, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. And it's, it's cool to see that perspective and sort of like trying to create policy or you know what are the priorities that the Brewers Association has and being able to be at the table and you know I really take it as a very serious responsibility you know I'm part of uh, I guess the the term that people use is the the long tail quote unquote mm -hmm. um, of breweries in the sense that we opened our doors four years ago you know so there's a lot of breweries that have opened within the last five to six years uh, and then you've got these other people the, the folks that are making the most volume are the ones that are you know 20 plus years old yeah and then there's a ton of breweries that are you know below a thousand barrels a year that have all opened within the last you know five to six years uh, and the needs and desires of those two groups are very different and so uh, I really see it as a very heavy responsibility that I am speaking for sort of the long tail breweries um, when I'm sitting at the table having those conversations so without, you know, divulging any top secret Brewers Association board <laughs> information, uh, what is what is a topic that, that you all have, have worked on over the past couple months? Um, we've had a lot of conversations about the independent seal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something that our members had been asking for for a very long time. Um, you know, how do we differentiate ourselves in the marketplace uh, against macro beer? Uh, and so, you know, spent a lot of time. And I was not part of the, the team that came up with the design. You know, I came on after the, the seal had really been released. Um, but really just talking about like, how do we encourage more of our members to use it or non-members to use it? You don't have to be a member as long as you qualify as a small and independent brewery. And so, um, you know, that's one topic of discussion. Yeah. That's and, for sure. and for those that are not too familiar, this is a seal, um, from the Brewers Association mm -hmm. that you find on cases of beer, bottles of beer, uh, different breweries, uh, you know, beer bar establishments mm -hmm. and stuff like that, they can display this seal yep. um, to kind of be an indicator of, you know, this is where independent and craft beer is sold. Right. Um, so it's a, I, you know, I thought it was a, it was a good move on the Brewers Association part, so. you know, to kind of 
see who who is part of that and, and who isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you know you speak volumes with you know your money and, yeah. and how no, you that's spend very, it. It's very true. I mean, I just I, I am hopeful that all the small and independent breweries will use it. I know there's been a lot of talk, you know, especially on social media where people are saying, oh, this is stupid. Why would you do this? And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day on balance, like I don't see how it harms a small business to, to use it. Right. Like no one goes into a package store and is looking at a can and sees the seal and is like, oh, I'm definitely not buying that. Right. But they might look at it and see the seal and say, "Huh, that's curious. Maybe I will buy that as opposed to some sort of macro beer. It's also, it's an optional thing. Right. You know, at the end of the day, if you are a member and you don't want to use it for aesthetics or whatever, Mm -hmm. nobody's forcing you to do it. Nobody's forcing you to do it. I do understand the concern though. It's like, well, I don't want to use it, but if I don't use it now, I look like I'm not independent. So there is sort of that flip side. Um, And at this point, there's over 3000 breweries across the country that have incorporated the seal in their packaging or... You know, if they're an own-premise brewery only, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have it on their menus, they have decals on their doors, on their coasters. Um, and so it's, there is a little bit of that pressure to use it, even if you don't want to mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but I don't know, time, time will tell to see how uh, impactful it is. But I think, I think it's great. You know, we use it on all of our packaging. Um, and I think, I think it was the right move to make. Now, there were two subjects uh, that the Brewers Association talked about during the Craft Brewers Conference this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and, you know, I feel like kind of every year they promote, you know, a new idea or, or, or something. Um, and this year I felt like the two big <coughs> focuses were diversity mm-hmm. as well as brewery safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and were these things that you had kind of talked about uh, in the board meetings and, and oh, focuses yeah. that you wanted to have? No, absolutely. And I'm, you know, as part of the being on the board of directors, Mm-hmm. Um, I have the privilege of being the chair of the diversity committee. Oh, okay. Um, at, within the BA um, mm-hmm. infrastructure, uh, which has been really, really neat experience. Um, you know, we have monthly meetings uh, and you know get to talk about like how do we best affect change on the diversity front. You know, and we sort of see it in, as twofold in terms of goals. One is looking at diversity within our industry. You know, everything from the raw material suppliers to the brewers to the wholesalers to the retailers you know how are we um you know really increasing diversity within our industry uh and that goes from everywhere from race to gender to ethnicity to you know socioeconomic um you know lgbt status uh the whole the whole gamut Mm -hmm. and then so that's one goal the second goal is how do we then flip that to the external of our industry and our customers and the folks that are buying our products Um, Because, you know, demographically, uh, it's not going to be just white men living in this country, uh, (laughs) you know, for the next few decades. So I I don't I only I see it not only as a moral imperative to uh, increase diversity in terms of our customer base and within our industry, uh, but I also see it as an economic imperative. You know, if if you want to have a sustainable business model, Mm -hmm. you need to be constantly growing the pie. You know, if we've just put a circle around a certain demographic percentage of potential customers, we're all fighting over those same customers and nobody wins, right? Yeah. Or maybe just a few people win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're constantly growing that pie, there's a lot less infighting that needs to happen and a lot less hustle that needs to happen, um, you know, between, uh, you know, different breweries. So I, I, think it's, I think it's important if we're going to have a sustainable craft beer industry in this country um, and across the world, then we... Uh, we need to grow that pie. 
So what are some initiatives or steps or recommendations uh, that you all have talked about, if you're, again, able yeah, to no, share? Yeah, I mean, the, the, first, the first thing is, um, you know, you kind of have to have a baseline. So we've been looking at, um, and we're in the process of doing this and analyzing it, so mm-hmm. I, I can't really give you, like, numbers or whatever, but looking at, you know, what does the, um, where are we at right now in terms of diversity within the industry? And then where are we at in terms of diversity in term for our customers? Okay. Um, so looking at that, that's number one. We've been in the process of doing that and uh, purchased some data that we could take a look at. Um, so that's number one. Number two, we hired a diversity ambassador, uh, Dr. J. Nicole Beckham. She's awesome. Also goes by Dr. J. Uh, you know, she's a certified Cicerone, um, total badass. Uh, she's a professor down in Virginia, um, and she her her whole job is to travel the country and talk to state guilds about diversity and how do you how do you approach it as a as a small business as a brewery um and she's incredibly impressive i don't know if you sat in on her talk at cbc this past year yeah a little bit and i i got to meet her at another seminar mm-hmm. um so i was i was really excited to see that yep. ambassador position you know she's she's incredibly impressive and i've um it's been an honor working with her and getting to know her and quite frankly all the people on the committee i mean there are a lot of very engaged folks on the committee and you can join a Brewers Association committee even if you are not a member of the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, folks that are listening to this that are in the beer industry that are interested in joining a committee, I mean, you do have to be, your company has to be a member of the BA. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of stuff for people to engage on. So it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty neat working with people. No, that's excellent to hear that that's, you know, kind of moving forward. Um, and for those of you just tuning in, I'm sitting down with Julie Varati. She's the uh, co-founder of Denizens Brewing Company in Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, soon to also be uh, Hyattsville, Maryland. Um, Riverdale Park, actually. Riverdale Park. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. There were some news articles that came out saying Hyattsville when we yeah. first announced it, so it, everybody thinks it's Hyattsville That's now. Fair. That's fair. Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> one, I, I did want to say one other thing, though, um, yeah. that we're working on is... Uh, we were able to request um, financial resources from the board uh, to put towards supporting uh, diverse uh, beer events. Um, and so this year, um, you know, we're looking at um, helping to sponsor a few events um, across the country. Um, we might we might just start off with one on just to sort of test the model mm-hmm. um, to see if we can, you know, really help and support. So that's a, that's another uh, initiative that we're working on as well. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to hear about that. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about how Denizens kind of embraces the community. And this Mm -hmm. is something, you know, just after talking with you, I I feel like Denizens uh, and and you as a a brewery owner know that a brewery affects its community. Mm -hmm. And I think you understand that, you know, it's almost a responsibility to be involved and to be an active part Mm -hmm. of the community. So is there, you know, anything that you all have done in the past or anything coming up that uh, you're excited about? Sure. I mean, we we do a lot of things uh, to involve ourselves with the community and open ourselves up to the community. You know, we uh, support nonprofits up and down the gamut. Mm -hmm. Um, We, you know, whether it's either just giving them a donation in cash or if it's, you know, donating beer to an event that they're doing or, donating like silent auction items and stuff to help them raise money uh, to also, uh, you know, allowing groups and organizations, whether you're a political candidate, a political group or a nonprofit doing advocacy work or whatever it is, um, you can use our tap room space for free. Like we're not going to charge you for it, you know? And so that's, um, 
you know, we don't just like, if they order beer and food, they have to pay for that. But like, we're not charging them any type of event fee or any of that stuff. Um, so we try to make ourselves very accessible for people uh, to use. Um, I also think, you know, as a brewery, it, you know, it, it, there is a lot of, um, there's sort of this idea that if you're a business, you should stay apolitical on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and there there are times when that makes sense. I, I get it. You don't want to alienate people all the time by like constantly taking political stands. But, you know, we are a very politically active brewery and we do take political stands on things when we care deeply about them. And it's sort of a black and white issue, you know, like so, for example, on immigration, um, we're very vocal about um, making sure that we're supporting everyone in our community and supporting immigrants and fighting for them and, you know, um, gender equality, uh, you know, all, all of those things. Like we, we will take very definitive political stands very publicly and openly when it comes to issues like that, that we really care deeply about. Um, and I think that also, I think, you know, being in the community that we are, we're in Silver Spring, which is a very, very diverse and, you know, I think leans more progressive um, I think there are people in the community that appreciate that we take political stands. Um, we have had some folks, um, you know, tell us, you know, like, screw you guys, never going to come to your place, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and, that, and that's fine. I, I think for the most part, um, people appreciate that we do that. So it's, uh, I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I noticed that you participated in the DC Bruce Fights Back yep. uh, campaign, which was really great. I think they definitely, re- they raised a couple of like four thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I think believe. they raised a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. So that was amazing. We had a we did a whole show about it. Oh, that's was, great. Which is a lot of fun. I'll try to listen to that. Uh, so coming up at the end of uh, August, we have DC Beer Week, mm-hmm. and I know that every year you've participated. And, yep. Um, is there anything exciting coming up for you on that? Yeah, I think we're going to do um, one of the things that we're doing right now is we're looking at changing some of the food items on our menu. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be adding, I think, uh, bratwursts. Uh, to, to the menu so we're going to try to do like an outdoor beer garden like brat and beer day as sort of an event for DC Beer Week um, we're going to be participating in the Lager Festival uh, which is exciting I'm glad that we're you know DC Beer Week is doing that I think it's a great idea um, so we'll be participating in that you know we make a, a lot of loggers at Denizens uh, mm-hmm. it's one of Jeff's favorite things to do and I think you know as we continue to grow you're going to be seeing a lot more lager offerings coming from us um, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been a part of DC Beer Week. It's really fun to do every year. Uh, we, we've, you know, since we've opened, we've participated in the Solidarity Brew, uh, which is great. And, you know, the DC Brewers Guild, I mean, we're a Maryland brewery, we're right, but we're right, we're so close to the border of DC, it's hard not to also sort of feel part of the DC beer community. Yeah. Uh, and the Brewers Guild in DC actually created affiliate uh, memberships. And so uh, we're, I think we're the only Maryland brewery that joined them. But so we joined the D.C. Brewers Guild because we wanted to support them and the work that they do. Yeah. Um, and I think Port City is the only one in Virginia that, that is a member there as another affiliate okay. member. Um, but that, I thought that was pretty cool that they did that and recognizing that, you know, the D.C. area is really the DMV. I mean, you, yeah. it's, you know, if you live in Silver Spring, I guarantee you're going into D.C. probably at least once or twice or three times a week, you know, even if you don't work down there. Um, and, and I think vice versa. I think people in D.C. do visit Maryland, do visit Virginia. And um, it's important that we are advocating for the entire community mm-hmm. um, and not just sort of that the 10 square miles that D.C. proper actually is. I feel like what is it? It's like inside the Beltway technically right. counts or something like that. Right. Um, so one more thing before I let you go. Uh, so on your website, 
Mm -hmm. uh, when you click on the staff bios Mm -hmm. and you know, I recently explored that a little bit because (laughs) I know Ben Hunter, uh, your recent hire, Kevin Ramsey was one of my managers at Bertram Valley Church Key. Very lucky to have Kevin Ramsey and Ben Hunter. They're both such, such good eggs. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was clicking around on the bios and I noticed that instead of doing a bio where you list whatever, Mm -hmm. you do this really adorable thing where you, (laughs) you include their bio, but it's like, it's like the person is being described as if they were a beer. Right. And it kind of goes through. And I think, I mean, Ben's is so spot on. Well, ben wrote his. It was, so <laughs> I'm not surprised by it's that. It's like he's a spritzy, bubbly, southern charm, blah, blah, blah. It's very. I think that was his favorite onboarding activity that he did. <laughs> so I get to write my bio. Okay. Where I feel every time I've had to write a bio, it's like this angst-filled you know, thing. But so this is it's really adorable. And so everybody kind of picks their own style of beer and then right. uses that to describe who they are and where they come from and things right. like that. So I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what style of beer are you and why? Oh, my God. Um, well, I don't know if you noticed, but my bio does not, is not a description of a beer. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. No, I have, <laughs> I have like a list of th- questions and answers that I have on there. Um, you know, I think that I would, I'm going to sort of back my way into this. Okay. Um, I think I'm a very approachable person. Mm-hmm. I think that I also um, get along with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, so I'm, I'm easy on palate, so to speak, um, and kind of universally, uh, you know, I've, my entire life I, I spent a lot of time transferring different schools and going to new situations all the time. So I've sort of, since I was a very little kid, um, have learned this, the life skill to like walk into a situation where I don't know anybody and be able to make friends quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, uh, I'd probably have to describe myself as like a, a, a wit beer or like a Saison. Okay. Um, if I'm thinking about craft beer, I would also say probably some sort of light lager, um, whether it's an American Pilsner or, um, you know, Czech Pilsner or German Pilsner or something. Um, See, based on that description in my mind, I was like, German Pilsner, all the way. Yeah. I right? mean, yeah, no, I, it, it could be any one of those things, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, because actually, I'm not a huge fan of wit beers or saisons. Those aren't my, my oh, favorite okay. types of beer, but I, I do think that they're pretty universally loved by people. Yes. Um, regardless of, you know, what your palate is like and what you usually drink. So I, I, I would probably fall within one of those categories. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and for our listeners, just something fun and frivolous. What is your go-to beer as of this these past couple months? Um, I really, really, really love uh, Manor Hills Grisette. Yes. It's uh, it's one of my absolute all-time favorite beers. Um, it's so light and refreshing, and so drinkable, and you know, low alcohol, so it's not going to get you drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I really like that. You know, if I'm drinking Denizen's beer. Um, I really enjoy our Southside Rye IPA. I drink that probably more than any of the other beers that we make. Um, I'm not a huge fan of very malty beer. Okay. So I don't drink a lot of reds. I don't, um, I don't drink a lot of, um, you know, like ESBs or ambers. And, uh, mm-hmm. But I do, uh, I, I do enjoy uh, lagers. I enjoy grisettes, specifically Manor Hills. Um, and I enjoy our Southside. Nice. 
Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Like I said, it was long overdue. Thanks for having me. It was and, fun. And uh, when your uh, new location in Riverdale uh, <laughs> opens up, or when you're kind of zeroing in on that date, let us know, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. All right. Will do. Uh, this has been Beer Me on Full Service Radio, recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Thank you all very much. <laughs> <laughs>